0: Hello and welcome back to The Progress Podcast. Today's guest is the amazing Jess Williamson and Jess is a business coach, a mentor, host of the Couch Chat Podcast and the serial entrepreneur behind global brands like Ete Swimwear. Having walked the walk and talked the talk, Jess's brand is all about helping female entrepreneurs scale their business without sacrificing their lifestyle. Jess and I had so much to talk about, including how to overcome self-doubt to back yourself in business, fostering quiet confidence as an introvert, how she got started as a coach, how to know when to rest and when to quit, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this chat with Jess. Hey Jess welcome to- hey. hey Jess welcome to the progress podcast I'm super excited to have you on hey Emma I am super excited to chat with you Yay. yeah I'm like I said so keen to get into it because you've just done so many amazing things in your career Uh, you are a coach you're a mentor you are a serial entrepreneur and I know that you've also previously grown a successful swimwear label so (laughs) all of the things but I would love to know where you started from did you start from a traditional business career yeah where did your journey start
1: yeah, so funny story. I think we've all done this. When we are 17 and you're finishing up uni, I think you guys are um, finishing up high school. I think you guys finished when you're 18, but we finished when we were 17 over here in WA. And you're like, what the heck do I do? So I thought, mm, probably got to go to uni. You're Like I always loved school and loved the academics. Like I always enjoyed that. Physics was my favorite subject, which people are like, you're crazy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an engineer or maybe a psychologist. And then I was like, no, I'm going to be a CEO one day. So I have to study management. I just had this idea. I was like, I'm going to be a CEO. And so from day one, I've never really had like much self doubt, although I've always been very introverted and quiet, but so I studied marketing and management at uni. And then I went on to work in marketing. So I ended up working in digital marketing and that's a whole story on its own on how I landed jobs as an introvert, but I hustled my way through and yeah, I was working in digital marketing for a while. So I had the idea for my first business back in 2015, which was Eti Swimwear, and I just decided again, I'm going to start a global swimwear brand with zero (laughs) clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And zero experience in fashion, zero experience in manufacturing, zero experience in running a business. But I was like, Hey, I'm going to start a global swimwear brand and um, it's going to be amazing. So that's where it started. I definitely didn't have knowledge on what I was doing. I had digital marketing knowledge, but it's very different. So working in corporate, I was managing half a million dollar budgets every single month on just Facebook ads. And it was quite like advanced strategies. And so when I started my business, I was like, great, I've got this marketing down pat. I'm going to use this and apply it to my business on a smaller budget, because obviously I didn't have half a moon every month for ads. <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't work, though, because the corporate way of working Is not always making sure that you're getting a definite roi or they have brand awareness and they have all this other stuff so the strategies even though i had marketing knowledge i still built my own website and things like that but it didn't really help me at the end of the day so yeah it was starting from scratch
0: (laughs) yeah i love that and sounds like you've had to figure so much out as you go which is always the way along like on any entrepreneurial journey and some people aren't as committed to figuring it out as others. And I think that is really what separates the people who do succeed in this world to the ones who don't. I want to touch more on like how you transitioned from having a swimwear business, which I think you still have, but also moving more into the self-development world. But I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you never really had much self-doubt, which is amazing. And I know we're going to talk more about like introverts and what that means to be an introvert, but it sounds like you have a bit of inbuilt quiet confidence where do you think that came from that sort of like inner knowing and ability to back yourself
1: yeah i feel like i was born with it to be honest I've always when you, you were back in primary school and you got your honor certificates and mine always said like quietly confident or quiet achiever mm-hmm. or all of these kind of things which I know they're meant to be a compliment but hey it's like putting me into that quiet box pretty early on mm,
0: that's something I want to talk about too because I can yeah. relate to being told you're quiet and it comes a
1: self-fulfilling yes. prophecy but sorry oh continue. My <laughs> gosh. so much so many things that we could talk about right now <laughs> yeah I just feel like I was born with it to be honest and it's just the way that my brain worked. So even with starting the swimwear brand, I just said, Hey, I'm going to start a global swimwear brand. I never had the thought of, I don't know what I'm doing. How can I do it? I've got no money. I'm 22. I like, there are so many thoughts that could have crossed my mind. And the only reason that I can list those off now is because I work with women every day on this. And I realized that not everyone thinks that way. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I have any of these thoughts? And I've tried to unpack it, but to be honest, and People always ask me this, what mindset blocks have you had to overcome? And the only real one was moving through my own, like, external confidence, probably, and just being seen and visible as an introvert. Mm. But the rest of it, I've always been more than confident. And I'm, let me just show you. Let me just show you, because I'm going to do some pretty massive things and just you wait. So I've loved that people underestimate me because I just come out of nowhere and they don't see me coming, which is good.
0: <laughs> yes, underestimate. Estimated, I love that and it's amazing that you came in almost as like a blank canvas who didn't have all of the mindset shit that a lot of people do because that means you can teach that to other people
1: yeah and I've done a lot the thing is it's not just saying oh you have to think this way because I think this way but I've done so many certifications with NLP with hypnosis with so many different mindset tools that now I can use in my coaching to not just help people with their business but with their mindset because If I didn't believe that I could make a global swimwear brand, I wouldn't have flown all the way to Melbourne to do my photo shoot to look super professional. I wouldn't have gone overseas to do my first manufacturing run. I would have thought, oh, let me find someone local and do it as a bit of a hobby and then I'll see. But the problem with that hobby mindset is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because I decided it was going to be global from day one. I had orders internationally from day one, but that wasn't luck. That was because I did the marketing in a certain way. I targeted influencers. I did the photo shoot to look professional and then I was invited to New York fashion week after one week in business and It's still pretty crazy that it happened, but it's because I was showing up online, I'd built a huge following, I'd done the photo shoot that then the scouts could see, oh, hey, this brand looks pretty professional. They didn't even probably know I was only operational for a week because of what I'd built. And so it all creates the reality that you have based on your thoughts. And I didn't have any doubt that it would be global. That's the thing. So a lot of people think, yeah, I'm going to set a global, global brand, and I'm going to do this massive thing. But subconsciously, their mind is saying, but you can't, but you shouldn't, but you can't do that. You're not worthy of that. Subconsciously, they're not aware of that. And they're like, yes, I have big goals. I'm trying to create a global brand too, but it's just not working. And by them saying it's not working, they're just now reinforcing the idea that it doesn't work. So it's, it's a catch 22, but once you can bust through those, then it's super powerful.
0: Yeah. And on that note, so how did, obviously you walked the walk before you talk the talk, you built your own successful business, but how did you transition into helping others do the same or what was your sort of first foray into the self-development world?
1: Yeah, so I actually started then four other businesses in the meantime. So in 20- <laughs> yep, casually. <laughs> in 2019, I was running five. So I had an influencer travel agency where I was taking influencers all over the world, traveling and promoting brands there. Then I had a bricks and mortar events and photo shoot venue and then i was also doing a little bit of photography on the side and i was also doing my coaching so i had a service-based business bricks and mortar business an agency style business and an e-com so i've almost i don't know what other business models there are really (laughs) it covers them all (laughs) you've Um, ticked all the boxes yeah (laughs) but then i had a lot of questions so probably back in 2018 um So I would have been two years into my swimwear brand and I had a couple of other businesses. I started just getting a lot of questions around, Hey Jess, how did you do this? Or Hey Jess, how did you have so much success with that? And I was like, yeah i'll jump on a call with you they were like hey can you mentor me i don't know how to mentor people so i just used to jump on calls and i was like yep that'll be a hundred bucks or i just made up a number i had no idea and i would just jump on calls and literally just tell people play by pay, step by step how i did things and now i've realized as a coach that is not the best way to teach people because firstly they're just wanting to know how i did it doesn't mean that's their their journey. That's where they need to go. And so now for me as a coach, I make sure that we, I use all my knowledge. I I know a lot of things, but I don't say I did it this way. So you need to, I make sure that they really get clear on what direction they're going, what their goals are and why they want to do it. And then we create a customized plan. But back then I was just like, here's how I did it. Write down all your notes in an hour and then see you later. So I was helping people, but it wasn't that impactful. Like it wasn't changing their life. They might try it for a bit, might work, might not work for them. And then that was it. So I did that. And then I had a coach. So my first coach really taught me how to just get out of my comfort zone, how to build my confidence, how to do all of this. And he actually saw the potential in me. He was like, Hey Jess, I think coaching would be really awesome for you. And then there was a time where I was meditating and it was part of this program as well. So I don't normally do an hour long meditation. It was really uncomfortable for me back then, but I was doing this meditation. And when you're in those states, obviously you're more into your subconscious mind. And the idea just came and it was like, Jess, you need to be a coach or a mentor for young females because I didn't have anyone when I was starting. I literally figured it out all by myself. So I was like, I need to just be me because the only coaches that I saw back then were like men in suits. And I was like, doesn't really vibe with me. It's not really what I'm about, but it was definitely an awesome process. So he actually paid for me to go through the coaching certifications and things because then I became a coach for them. So in their company, they had a team of coaches. So I got paid, they paid for the whole program, which was thousands of dollars, which was pretty cool that they believed in me that much. And so I up-leveled in, like I said, hypnosis trainings, which I don't personally use that much, but I, I at least have it under my belt, And oh, I love
0: hypnosis. Yeah. It's, it's such a great skill it to have. It definitely I want to upskill on that because people who have got really
1: into it, who have experienced personally know how mm, like transformative it is. It is so powerful. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. And then so many other mindset tools, but also just the coaching tools and frameworks and all of these amazing things to really couple that with my experiences personally because I find that a lot of coaches they kind of do what I was doing at the start they either just tell people what their experience was or they give people business strategies or they do the mindset side but there's not to be honest I haven't really found many but combining all of it and there's some really amazing coaches that focus on their expertise but I'm able to bring in like a bunch of different stuff so that's where it started in a nutshell and then I started my membership first and went from there.
0: Amazing. I love that it happened so organically. And what I really love about your journey and like what I'm all about as well is taking imperfect action. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's really what you've done. And even if you didn't really know what it looked like to coach someone or mentor someone, you're like, oh, okay, I'll say yes and figure it out as I go. And then that's led to other things.
1: That's been the motto of my story the whole way, even with the New York Fashion Week situation, I was invited. I had zero money, zero clue what I was doing. I could have said, who am I to go to New York Fashion Week and be in this Australian showcase with so many other amazing Australian brands. There were so many reasons why I could have said no. Firstly, I couldn't afford it because I'd just spent all my money on my first launch and hadn't sold anything. But I said yes. And literally figured it out you jump and then the the parachute <laughs> just appears
0: <laughs> yeah i love that
1: sometimes it doesn't appear but that's okay you get back up
0: <laughs> no and yeah. i'm so fascinated by the fact that you have successfully started so many businesses obviously it sounds like you're quite a multi-passionate person or you like to be doing <laughs> lots of different things at once but i'm assuming you're not running all of them anymore so i'm curious to know how do you know when a business is working how do you know when it's time to move on from it or that you're not excited about it anymore
1: no i that's such a good question because that's been again the moral of my story because so many people hold on to things because they're so attached to the outcome or they're so attached to the fear of failure that they keep pushing even though it's not working for them and so all of my businesses were quite successful like they were profitable they were getting clients and customers but to be honest the travel agency one i went really hard in 2019 and i did a lot of trips in a row and i was like all right i'm going to pause this for now for the rest of 2019 and then 2020 happened and all of that and i'm not going to pick that business back up because it caused me a lot of stress like it combined things that i love of travel i love organizing trips i love the brands and content creation and organizing influences and i was good at it but it didn't light me up caused me a lot of stress there was some divas and things like that i didn't enjoy and now i've actually shifted that passion into my retreats, so i get to do the same thing but i'm working with people who are so grateful to be there i get to help people up level which is the most fulfilling thing so i've shifted that passion into that and then with my bricks and mortar the events and photo shoot venue I enjoyed that, and I actually ran that through COVID because we didn't really have any lockdowns here too much. And it was booked out every weekend. But again, it was giving me stress and anxiety, and it was bringing me money. But I was like, what is the point? So I just exited that business, and some people would have seen that as a failure. But my mindset, I don't believe in failure, to be honest, because to me it was a choice for the better of... My myself. And for me, that that really starts with understanding what success means to you. And people think success means shiny objects and money. And for me, success is less stress, (laughs) the least stress possible and have fun and enjoy life. So I couldn't care less about a Gucci handbag. I'd rather have less stress than a Gucci handbag. And not to (laughs) say you can't have both, but that's really where my idea of success is. So I exited that business and then I've actually just sold my swimwear brand in oh, congrats. June. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. So in June this year, 2021, I sold the business. So I've thought that it was about time for a little while. And so the, the major lessons will be in this one. So I built it up. It was super exciting and I did some pretty awesome things, and it was my baby. It was my first ever business. We had international warehouses. We had customers all over the world, and it was thriving. It was bringing in some good money. I would built it to a point where it was automated, systemized, and everything was running in the background, and I was only really spending one to two hours a day on it. But it's the energy that it takes up. It was holding a part of my brain. Headspace. Yeah, yep. and so... For me, I'd lost the passion and I said to myself, I could just let it keep ticking along, but if you get stale in a business and you start to flatline with passion and energy, then eventually it's gonna go downhill. You lost the momentum. And so I knew that the longer I held on to it, it was probably gonna start going downhill and then I wouldn't be able to sell it cause what are you gonna sell <laughs> if it's gone downhill? And plus it was still just taking energy up for me. So I decided it was time. I firstly didn't know how to sell a business because it was a global business with global warehouses and all this stuff. So I eventually figured it out and I put it up to sell early in the year. I can't remember when exactly, but it took quite a few months of chatting with a million different people about who wants to buy it. And for me, there was a few offers, but they was just like men who wanted to plug and play and do that. But I was like, I want someone who's passionate about who really wants to take care of it because it's like giving over my firstborn, And I wanted that someone to really take good care of it. So I finally found an amazing buyer in San Francisco and they purchased. And then there was a few months of hand, but I just, it was time to let go. Like it wasn't where my passion was. I was still running my coaching business. Like I had so much to do. And over the past two years, I've really realized even more so that Health and like balance is just so valuable to me. And I was always chasing this idea of success and I was good at it. Like I could have made it successful, but it didn't mean it lit me up. And so it was just really time to let that go so I could focus more on my health. What I'm really passionate about, which I feel like is my coaching and go to the beach more often (laughs) because I started a swimwear brand and then I probably got to the beach once a year because I was just too busy. And so I'm really just redefining what that looks like for me. And this year, I've probably been to the beach like a few times a week since September. It's not even warm in September, but I did it anyway. (laughs) And and I I live about half an hour from the beach, so it's not even that close. But just really reprioritizing what success means to me and just stepping into that. But I think a lot of people don't know what success means to them or they think they know but it's actually someone else's preconceived idea of what they want or their own on what society thinks is success and so I think it all really starts from that and when you're clear on that the decisions make sense and it's not a failure it's not a giving up it's none of that it's like what makes sense to me based on what that looks like
0: yes this is all so true I think People business or freelancing for a reason, like maybe it's the freedom or they're just sick of working for someone else. Or they want to diversify their income. But I think it's easy to lose sight of like why you started doing it along the way. And then you're like, all of a sudden you're working even more hours than you were when you just worked for someone else full time. So I think it's so important to just keep checking back in. Like what actually are my values? Like what do I care about beyond what I think looks good on social media or those shoulds that like come in from external places so I was going to ask you about when you first started your first business was that your swimwear the swimwear label was the first one is that right yeah cool did you go all in with it or were you working um full-time at the time and did it as a side hustle from the start
1: Yeah. So I never really saw it as a side hustle. To be honest, five years ago, it wasn't even really a term. I was just like, I'm building my global swimwear brand, but technically it was a side hustle. So I was working full time for the whole first year, actually. So I had a lot of toilet breaks. I had a lot of appointments that I had to go, and by appointments I mean just working on my business elsewhere or going to meetings. And I also jetted off to New York Fashion Week and when I had no annual leave, so I had a lot of lying. (laughs) There was a lot of lying going on, Um, but look, white lies. And I still did my job, I did the bare minimum, but I still did the job, but it was a tough year. So it was a hustle. And I'd really reached adrenal fatigue. I, my mental health wasn't great because every day I had to go a two hour commute to a job that I wasn't enjoying. My mental health was like, just let me work on my business. And then there was a lot of stress that I needed to deal with in the business or things that I had to do, which I couldn't. And for me, I get more stressed. Like when I'm stressed, I need to just action it and solve it so I can move on. Whereas other people sometimes do the opposite when they're stressed, they do nothing. But for me, I have to action it So that would then add to the stress because I couldn't action it because I was at this job and it was just like ongoing and then I wasn't eating properly because I was just like working 24 7 I wasn't having any fun I was just working in my spare time and I was just really at the point of burnout beyond burnout so it was a really tough year and to be honest there was no reason I had to stay there (laughs) I just had created this rule in my head that the business had to make X dollars before I could quit. And it's like, where did I pull that from? But there was no reason that it had to make that. Maybe I was trying to prove to myself that it could be successful or whatever. But if anyone's still in that position, the biggest thing that I would recommend anyone do is stop and just say, like, why do I have this rule? Why did I say I had to make X dollars before I could quit? Because at the time I was living at home, I had no mortgage, I have no kids, like, I could go and get another job like I didn't even love that job so it wouldn't even be a problem so by that time my mental health was really at its breaking point and I just looked out the window and I saw McDonald's and I was like I'd rather get a job at McDonald's than stay here if all else fails I'm gonna go and work at McDonald's cuz that seems less stressful than where I'm at currently and so that was the point where I was like I'm just gonna quit and then when I quit The business grew 500% in the first month, which was pretty crazy. And just a disclaimer, doesn't happen every time you quit your job. So don't go quitting your job. But it was because of all the things I'd put in place before that. And then I could put all of my energy into actually making them happen. So yeah, it was a tough year.
0: Yeah, I'll bet. And just on the topic of burnout, like I I remembered what I was going to ask you before is how do you know the difference between when you're just exhausted, you're just doing too much. There's times where you're just not excited about anything because you're just like exhausted or when it's because your heart isn't in the thing that you're doing anymore. Like you just don't love it anymore. Have you had times where you've had to really
1: get to the bottom of why am I feeling like this? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, so that's a really good question because I think also on the flip side, also people want instant results as well. So they're like, oh, it's not working and then I'm just going to give yeah, up. Yeah, or
0: it's just too soon. You just haven't given yeah. it long enough. Yeah, yet. exactly.
1: Yeah. So I've actually released a whole podcast episode about this on my podcast, Couch Chats, called Self-sabotage is bullshit. So if you want to have a listen, I go into a whole in depth, but I'll paraphrase it here because I think it's like such an important lesson. So when you're at burnout, when you're at the point of, oh, I just can't do it or self-sabotage is maybe showing up. So you're not marketing or you're not doing the things that you know will help your business. A lot of the time that's because your business is harming the things that you care about. So for me, when I was at that point, my... Well, I was doing it, but in my brain was saying, you my business is harming my health, my mental health and my physical health, because I wasn't eating properly and making food. I would just grab whatever food was there and off I go because I was so busy and my business was harming spending time with my friends and my partner and not having any fun. And so those are all things that I care about. And when we think about it, our brains are only here to protect us and to keep us safe. And so the brain was saying, there's a reason why my health is suffering and my fun is suffering. The only thing is the business. So now I'm going to sabotage the business. And so that's when we maybe don't show up as much as we'd want. And so sometimes, quite often, when my clients come to me, they think I'm just going to say, stop watching TV and just work harder. But that doesn't work because the problem is you don't have enough fun. And so you start to self-sabotage by scrolling Instagram or not going to bed on time or watching endless hours of Netflix because you're not getting the fun that you really want. And so it sometimes you need to just take a two day break. One of my clients was at her breaking point and I just said, go and take a two day holiday away from your family, away from your business and do that. And that was the biggest reset she could have had. And she was like, Jess, I really did not think you were going to tell me to have a holiday because I've been just relaxing too much, but, It wasn't that she was relaxing too much. It was that she was missing these things. And so sometimes we do need to take a step back. And so maybe if you're in that position, maybe take a proper break, like turn off your phone for two days, change your environment, go somewhere else because sometimes even just changing your environment can change a lot and then just be with yourself and just ask yourself, is this business something that really lights me up? Yes or no. And if it's not, then it's time to move on. But if it is and you're like, yes, it is, but I just don't have the energy for it, then look for where you can make sure you're giving yourself what you need. And you don't need everything all of the time, but maybe you need a bit of fun. Maybe you need a bit of hatching up with friends. Maybe you need to focus on your health for a bit. But there are times where you've got to push and hustle, but you still need some elements of that because otherwise you're just going to start to self-sabotage or procrastinate or all of these things only show up because of those. Yeah, I say this
0: to my clients all the time. Are you actually procrastinating or are you just exhausted? Do you actually just need a break? So I think that's such a great way to look at it and give yourself that break. So then you do have the quiet to think about whether that business or project is still lighting you up. So that's amazing. And then yeah. on the topic of self-sabotage, a big <laughs> self saboteur. I don't know if that's a word that we talk about on this podcast is perfectionism. So I'm curious mm. to know if that has something that you struggled with, and if so, how have you overcome it?
1: I'm very much that'll do kind of person. <laughs> so I'm very like slap happy. My boyfriend is very much a perfectionist, and he's like cringes. Oh. I'm like that'll do.
0: I could never work with my partner because I'm the same. I'm very like type B. Just like, oh yeah. Near enough is close enough, and my partner's very like, precise. Yeah. So I feel you.
1: <laughs> yes, I've always been a very much like done is better than perfect, that'll do kind of attitude. And it's the best way to go because you might, the thing is, how can you know if it's right or not until it's out there? Yeah. You don't. And that's why I've started five different businesses and I've learned a shitload from each one. I've also learned what I don't want. And so then I can move on. So you never know until you launch the thing and realize, like, I launched a whole group program last year and I was like, I don't love group programs. Like I tried it, didn't love it. (laughs) And so I'm going to stick to my one-on-one and my membership and my course and things that I'm bringing out soon. And so I think you really just have to give it a try. And Mm -hmm. I can't give too much advice because I haven't overcome perfectionism but that is my biggest thing that I would say is how do you know if it's perfect like it might be perfect to you but it might not be perfect to your ideal client there's
0: no such thing yeah
1: exactly (laughs) there's no such thing firstly in the eyes of a perfectionist it might only be perfect to you but that might not be what your ideal client needs and so it's just you could perfect it forever. One of my other clients wanted to wait until February to run a workshop that she'd been wanting to run. And I said, let's just run it next week. See how we go. You'll learn from it. And since then, she's already run two workshops, one virtually and one in person. And she was like, Oh, they didn't go as well as I'd wanted. And not as many people came. And I said, yeah, but if you waited till February, that would have happened in February instead like the amount of time would have made zero difference and then you're three months behind. But now you've got these learnings, you've built some confidence and you've got five people to come to your workshop or however many people came next time you'll get more. And then you add it all up. And actually the sum of all of the efforts is bigger than waiting for the perfect time or waiting for it to be even better. The first. So true. Cause it's in motion. Like you're
0: better off making mm-hmm. those mistakes early and putting something out in the world. Someone might, Maybe not so much for a workshop, but like someone might find something that you put out imperfectly six months ago, but they wouldn't have otherwise found. No, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and I want to talk about being an introvert because this is something I can relate to a lot. I definitely identify as an introvert, which I know is different from being quiet. I think that's a major yeah. misconception that people have. But what? tell me a little bit about your journey as accepting yourself as an introvert and how maybe it's been a little bit of a superpower in, in business.
1: Yeah. So I think, yes, in the definition of introvert is like where you get energy from being by yourself, but that's usually where the quieter traits come from because you introspective, whereas extroverts get the energy from being around lots of people. So therefore there's usually a louder sort of situation. And then there's people all on the spectrum, but I'm very much on the, I like to be by myself and I'm quiet. like I'm all the way down that end and so for so long I just used to like to fly under the radar I didn't want anyone to know who I was when I first started my swimwear brand I had all that confidence and I was like this is gonna be global and massive but I didn't put my name on the website I didn't put my name anywhere I didn't want anyone to know it was me I wasn't even on the about page it was anonymous (laughs) and so that came from a bit of a lack of confidence and so what i see a lot of introverts do is they say i'm an introvert so i don't have to do public speaking i'm an introvert so i don't have to show up on social media i'm an introvert and i see people use it as an excuse i'm an introvert and i was less confident but i think you can be quiet and confident you can be an introvert and confident and i came on here i've done many podcasts now and most of the time I don't even know what the questions are or I don't prepare anything yeah the first time I did a speaking event I was like it was a five minute segment but the thing is I asked for this opportunity I was like okay my business is new I have not much money how can I get awareness for free so I was like I'm gonna go and speak at some events so I messaged a million people one person said yes and she was like you've got a five minute slot before all the other speakers and I was like great but not great because I'm shitting myself now. And so I spent about four weeks preparing for this five minute thing that all I had to say was, here's me, I went to New York, here's some photos. And that was about it. But four weeks preparing, practicing, stressing, sleepless nights, like anxiety about it. And then I got there on the day and I was still so nervous. And this was like an 8 a.m. event. And I even considered bringing some vodka with me. And I was like, maybe I need to have a shot because this is just not going to happen. And I don't recommend people go to alcohol. I didn't end up doing that, but I was at that point of like nervousness. I was like, how can I physically do this? And I used to just go red and my brain would just stop working and forget everything. And I was so nervous that I was flinging my arms around so much and I accidentally threw the clicker on the floor. So the clicker for the slideshow <laughs> and broke the clicker, off all the other speakers for the whole time. And it was like, couldn't have gone worse, but also couldn't have gone better because it was pretty bad from my point of view. However, one person came up to me after and they said, well done, I actually really needed to hear something that you said. And that one thing made all the difference. And so since then, I now speak on stages and do a lot of podcasts and show up online all the time, but sometimes I still get nervous. And when I'm in bigger groups or at bigger networking events, people don't even notice me half the time because I'm just listening and observing. But... That is the power of being an introvert. We don't have to be the loudest one in the room. And when we do have something to say, it's usually something pretty powerful because we've been listening and observing everyone else and we're quite introspective. It can be such a superpower and to be honest, That is the number one piece of feedback that I get. So when I ran my retreat, when I do my one on one coaching and I love working one on one, everyone says to be a coach, you have to do group programs because you earn more money and this and that. And you can impact more people and I can impact people in a deeper way, one on one. And I attract a lot of people who prefer one on one as well, who can't find the attention that they need elsewhere. So there is a space for it. And I've just realized that I don't need to listen to what everyone says. I love one on one. I'm always going to do one on one. I might have some other programs that I do that help people in a wider way, but I love one on one. And the number one piece of feedback that I get in every testimony from my retreats, from my one on ones is Jess makes me feel seen and heard. And I haven't found that in any other coach. And that just means so much to me because I can listen. And sometimes they come to me and they're like, Jess, I want this, but I want this. And they're mutually exclusive. They can't happen together. And they've got these challenges. And I just listen and I ask questions. And then after listening to them for a while, I have the answer for them because I've listened. They don't just come to me and say, hey, Jess, I want to make 10K. And I'm like, great, I've got the answer. Here's the answer. I listen and I ask questions and I really get a deep understanding of what it is they truly want desire and how they want it to do. Then I can give them the answer. So as introverts, we have a superpower of listening and really going into deeper conversations and working one-on-one with people. And I know that I'm not great at group, group stuff. Like I'm a very much an empath as well. And so I can really feel the energy. And so if there's one person in the group that's a little bit off, I absorb that energy. And so, just learning what your personal strengths are. Maybe other people don't have the same strengths as me. And this is just an example, because I think not enough people talk about the strengths of being quieter. They're like, oh, and for so long, I thought I had to swear and I had to be loud and I had to be all this crazy stuff to be noticed or for people to take me seriously. And people still underestimate me. Like they come and they say, oh, are you planning on building your little coaching business to be bigger? And I'm like, what? And even people used to say about my swimwear brand, they're like, oh, I love that you're doing a little swimwear brand. And that's so sweet. Are you mostly selling to Perth. And I'm like, mate, I have global warehouses in Hong Kong and USA and they underestimate me because I'm quieter, but I actually love it. It's like a little bit of a kick because I'm like, Oh, you can think that it's like the old I don't know who's the guy that made Facebook, but how he wears t shirts and people don't Zuckerberg, even realize that he's yeah. like, yeah Zuckerberg like he doesn't look he's rich. a massive, yeah, and I think it's so funny that people still think this way in society, but I think it's fun <laughs> it's good to be able to challenge that and I do think that more people now are speaking about being an introvert and how that can be powerful but There's also the energy side of it. I need a lot of time to myself. I work one-on-one clients, but I also am very conscious of if I have a speaking event, if I have an interview or if I have something, then I at least need to schedule time to myself afterwards. I can't do like back-to-back speaking events in a week, which I used to do. And I would just be, then it would wipe me out for a month. Like to be honest, a whole month. Last time I did a speaking event in January last year on my own, it was one day It was like just during the day for one day. I was wiped out for a week, a whole week after that until I really got my energy back. So it's just really making sure that you schedule in that time as well to recharge.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that is one of the biggest challenges of running a business as an introvert. It isn't so much showing up and being visible, although there's obviously challenges with that. It's like, yeah, managing your energy levels it can show up online, but you have to like you make sure you're en- you're preserving your energy. Like sometimes I'll do coaching calls like, if I do a couple back to back, and I'll feel hungover because that's mm-hmm. how much it- as much I feel energized during the call, but after I'm just like, oh, I've said too many words. I need. I to rarely lie down.
1: drink, but I like I often feel hungover.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that just mental energy, and I think as introverts also. Because we, we're also expanding that energy listening and observing, mm. you know, as well as talking. So there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cognitively demanding. But I love how you, yeah, you turned it into a superpower and it all comes down to that quiet confidence that we spoke about um, earlier. And tell me about your amazing journal that you just launched. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm sure that must have been a, <laughs> a big project to navigate. But, yeah, I'd love to hear all about it.
1: Yeah, so the journal I... The thing is, because I work in mindset as well as um, business strategy, the thing that I saw a lot of people doing, like they were practicing gratitudes, but I was like, they just don't really get it. Like they're they're not getting the deeper reason. They're like, I need to practice gratitude because it's positive, but then they're like, I'm grateful for that I went for a walk today, or I'm grateful that I had food today, or I'm grateful that I have a nice bed. And now that's nice, but if we think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that's like basic human needs at the basic human need level or maybe the next level up. But when we're business owners, we're so often operating at like the top level, like self-actualization level or our self-identity level. And a lot of our challenges are around self-identity or self-worth or I'm not getting any clients and I'm feeling down or I'm feeling stressed because they said no or whatever it is. And so when we can really understand how to really leverage that so writing gratitudes or writing what you're proud of around those areas where you're feeling triggered or where you're seeking growth is where you can really start to rewire your brain and have the maximum impact so I created the journal but the main thing about it is that it comes with an entire goals and mindset course so for free Like it's the same cost as pretty much every journal on the market, but you've got the entire course that goes into detail around how the brain works and how these practices are actually going to help. Because people might start with journaling and then they stop doing it because they don't really understand why they're doing it and it's just another thing to do on their list. And they're not really seeing much impact or benefit. So I wanted to create the journal that not only has goals and um business goals and lifestyle goals and all of the goals because we just spoke about before like having that balance is really key but also the daily journaling and how to really work on that mindset and rewiring that side of things as well is yeah amazing and where can everyone find you online
0: and do you have anything in particular coming up that you want to tell people about
1: Yes. So people can find me on Instagram at Jess.Williamson8. I share a lot of stuff on there and have a lot of links to everything in my bio. But I also have my Couch Chats podcast where I talk a lot about the mindset side of things and just challenging some common thoughts. And then I also actually am bringing out uh, my course, Business for Life, which is pretty much everything that we've spoken about, like how to know what really lights you up, what areas of your life are important and how to make your business fit around that. Instead of building your business and saying, what time do I have left in the day? Usually it's none. And then you start the next day. So I'm really passionate about helping people build their business in a way that fits around their lifestyle. And that's something that now I've really embodied and I'm living. So people will see that a bit on my Instagram as well, if they come on over there and I always love to hear what people think as well so feel free to send me a dm I do check all my dms and I'd love to hear what everyone's thought of this podcast as well
0: amazing I could stay and talk to you for hours (laughs) there's so many things that we could cover but unfortunately we do have to wrap up there but Jess thank you so much for coming on like your journey is so inspiring you have so many like fascinating insights so yeah I've loved having you on
1: thank you so much for having me